Well, welcome to another episode of A Pastor and His People. Today we are going to be doing a little uh, sermon uh, conversation about yesterday. Uh, again, I'm here with the illustrious and Mr. Face-to-Face himself, Grant Hinson. Hey. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. You know it's twice. Um, well, we, we are going to be talking through Second uh, John, and Second uh, John, the ending, is a wonderful passage, and uh, I really think this is really, as I said, just as and really kind of being funny, but uh, there's probably no person I know uh, who loves face to face more than you, my friend. So uh, this will be a good conversation. So Second uh, John twelve and thirteen. Though I have much to write to you, I would rather not use paper and ink. Instead, I hope to come to you and talk face to face, so that our joy may be complete. The children of your elect sister greet you. Uh, so John's kind of writing to the church, kind of wrapping up the letter. Uh, he's like, listen, I'm, I'm planning on coming to you guys soon, so I'll just wait till I get there, right? Now, he already wrote the first uh, letter, lots of things that he said in that first letter, making sure that they would know that they have eternal life. Um, so I guess the first idea, the first point was this idea of just limitations, right, of, of the written communication, right? So uh, any thoughts on that friend. He's got this giant smile on his face. Go. But how, guys, I mean, I know y'all are with me on this. Like, how can we really go into the first point without thinking of bing bong? I mean, they're, they're, they're... <laughs> I, I think one of the highlights was just trying to, to, to watch um, Victor translate bing bong. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what a great reference. Uh, that that we were able to use. Uh, but yes, going into uh, the first point there um, was just um, so wonderful because you just, you showed his heart um, of desiring uh, to be with the people and bringing to the attention of, like, John is a skillful writer. Yeah. I mean, this is a gifting from God. And usually that's what we want to be in is such our giftings. And so to, to know John, uh, could, could articulate so well, could really have written what needed to be said. Uh, but just the, the love, uh, that just manifested itself out of him to desire to be in their midst. Yeah, and I think, you know, you can always use it. Everyone loves to get a a letter in the mail, right? A letter of encouragement. You know, my mom has always written letters of encouragement, and they've always been super encouraging to my own soul. Uh, So there is written written communication is a good thing, Mm -hmm. right? And we're so grateful for it. And like I said, the fact that we have this letter that we can read Mm -hmm. and reference, which is wonderful. But there is certain elements of conversation that are better done in, in person. So I kind of... You know, using the acronym piece, I kind of provided, you know, you know, five of them. One would be anything that's of, of a personal nature, right? And probably better to be you know, face-to-face. Mm-hmm. Essential, meaning if this, there's an urgent thing, it's much better to pick up the phone rather than to text, mm-hmm. right? There's, there's a different level of, of urgency there. But also just clarity. Hey, I want to make sure you understand me, right? There's no, no miscommunication, mm-hmm. right? You know, sometimes you, you know, let's answer all the questions that need to be happening there. Um, that's talking about an apology, right? Text apologies are very common today. Um, but I think there's a different level of heart to heart and reconciliation that happens when you're confessing an apology face to face, you know, uh, or at least voice to voice. I think that that would be fine as well. 
Um, and then this idea of confrontation, if you're having a confrontation with someone or you're, you're correcting someone, uh, I think it's always best to do that uh, in person, right? Um, they feel, they can see the heart uh, there and they don't, they won't misread things because when you are confronting, you have to say hard things. It's always better to do that in person. Uh, and the last one was explosive. Anything that was, that could be potentially explosive. Now, when we think about our day, it seems like almost anything could be potentially explosive. Uh, but those are just some, some guidelines that we as a congregation kind of work for peace. Any one of those, I know we're going to get a lot of, here in a second about the importance of face-to-face, which you'll hammer home. But anything specifically there that you kind of see happening in kind of especially among maybe the young adults that you are with a lot? Yeah, um, they're very uh, quick to text. Um, but I think they... Uh, because they kind of grew up in that world and it constantly always being there. I think they treasure a face-to-face meeting or a ride in the car more than our generation would because we've had that. We've been stuck in the car with our parents for so many hours and being asked conversations. But I think think they kind of miss that. Yeah. In a sense. Yeah. And I think, you know, that was just more of like the, I feel like it had to be said at the beginning in terms mm-hmm. of framing the, the conversation, but the really the thrust of the whole thing was this idea of, of the message was the blessings of face-to-face communication. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's so many things that happen, you know, when you are with people, right. And this, uh, the idea of the face-to-face lives. Mm-hmm. So let's just kind of talk about some of the blessings, brother, if you would. So what, what are some blessings come to your mind? You know, we'll kind of maybe go back and forth here on, uh, the value of face-to-face interpersonal communication, maybe just community in general. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't brought up in it. it. It could kind of be wedded into a couple of those points, but just the confessing of sin face-to-face, uh, bringing it to the light, uh, exposing it. You know, if I, if I write that down, to you and kind of pass you a note card or uh, send it to you in a text, it, it still kind of remains in my mind and it's not truly exposed. But sitting down in your office and having the chance to truly confess sin, uh, I think in a face-to-face setting, because it, not only are you seeing them confess sin and bring it to light, but you're seeing them desire a holy God and and not their sin. And so what a beautiful picture there of a face-to-face. Yeah, and I would would maybe just add, I I think there's there's times when you're scared to bring things forward and you want to write it down and have that time of confession. I think that's fine, but you don't want to leave it there. You want to kind of get to that face-to-face and have that dialogue about it. Because, you know, I think that when you're together, you, you're, you know, you can see people's affections for you and you can feel that, right? And having tense conversations of, of a personal nature when you're sharing things that you struggle with and have someone that's looking at you with love and then after work can give you a physical hug. Um, my goodness, that is just a precious, precious thing. Um, you know, some of my best conversations and, and probably the highlights of my pastoral ministry has been those times when... And, brothers and sisters have confessed sin um, in those conversations. Never a time that you look forward to, but when God brings reconciliation and restoration, it's a real sweet time. So, 
Um, so yeah, I think this idea of, I kind of talked about this idea of encouragement, mm-hmm. lots of things you can kind of wet in here in terms of encouragement. Uh, but I'm just a big believer that you can't overestimate the value of a gathering, right? So I made the, made the point to college students, Hey, listen, college students, thank you so much for walking with the Lord. And, um, I was thinking about one, one family that I know had a struggling, you know, kind of college age student. And then another family came up to me after the sermon and said, thank you so much. When you made that point, I just started crying because they've given me so much hope, right, for my own children, you know. And just there's just I mean, that wasn't even part of the part of the the message. Right. And even last night, and I said that one thing I try to do is I try to look around in the body and just kind of take 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 note of what God's doing. I did that last night during our our fellowship time uh, after Victor's ordination and seeing families seeing one couple that I know that there was friction with six months ago and now seeing them laughing at the table beautiful seeing a young man who hadn't been around the church uh, for the last several months but because he's been consistently being reached out to by one of our members back in the, in, the, in the fold and then just seeing families sitting next to each other that have no relation no connection before but laughing and and, and conversating so there's just so many things that I saw yesterday uh, and I was trying to kind of capture all this joy of face-to-face um uh so yeah there's there's i don't know any, any more thoughts on just the, the idea of maybe just encouragement what, what has encouraged you right about the face-to-face time yeah well even even just thinking of of yesterday having a joint service and having uh that time together uh the face-to-face you know even if even if we don't understand maybe the full language of Spanish or our Spanish speakers don't understand the full language of English, but the body language, whether it be a smile, whether it be a a, a fist bump, whether it be a hug, you know, that uh, we're able to communicate in a manner of face-to-face because when we are face-to-face, it's not just the words that come out of our mouth. It is, it is our body language. It is the joy uh, that uh, is being made complete yeah. when we are uh, together. And so I just saw a lot of that yeah, yesterday. And, there, and there's just so much that happens in a gathering, you know, that you can't really underestimate, right? So there's just a strong push there. God wants us to be face-to-face. Um, we talked a little bit about um, the, the, the joy of accountability. I kind yeah. of framed it as joy, really. That's what the text says, that... Yeah that our joy may be complete. Like when we come together, it's uh, we're both joyful. That's the idea of just that returning soldier kind of seeing their family for the first time. There's a joy there. And that's kind of what we want. We kind of want a mini re- reunion and joyful gathering. Um, but there is there are times, even in my own life, where I had been um, struggling with certain aspects of my own walk with the Lord and then maybe tempted to drift into sin and then coming to the gathering and seeing people that I love and just being in their presence, wanting to run from sin, right? Um, so there's, but there's also even the week before, I remember we're reading, I might have even said this last week, reading Deuteronomy uh, 11 and just having it being read out loud. And there's accountability there because now I'm, I'm being held accountable for the person sitting next to me, my, my wife, my children. We've all heard this, what God has commanded of us. And now we're going to be living that out throughout the week and we have to hold each other accountable to it. So um, I think this idea of accountability is a real sweet thing. Yeah, and and just the uh, beauty that we saw yesterday uh, in our elders meeting of just our hearts breaking for those we haven't been able to see 
the missing of the saints who uh, haven't been able to gather with us for health reasons or even moving to different locations and just the way that it, it broke the elders' hearts of just missing uh, yeah. the flock. Well, I think, you know, um, let's talk about this a little bit because, you know, we don't want to guilt anyone to Amen. be in the gathering. Right? Like pastors, we, we shouldn't guilt people. I think we should try to convict people to do what is right. I think that's right and good. Uh, but guilt is, is a horrible motivation, right? Um, uh, those of you who are hearing the noise in the background, I'm not sure if this is coming through on video, but we're uh, knocking out a wall here at Park Baptist Church. So, um, But this, this idea of John is saying, listen, I want to be with you so that our joy would be complete. John's joy, right? I believe John's joy and the people that he's going to be coming with and the church's joy, right? And I was trying to make the point that when we don't gather, we are robbing the community of joy, right? Maybe, maybe any thoughts on that? Yeah, well, I, I think sometimes when we even send a text of, I missed you, uh, people immediately place upon themselves guilt for why what they weren't there. It wasn't justified. Did I, you know, it, is my relationship now that I've missed, damaged with the Lord. And and we as elders uh, just truly miss you. And it's almost like... And not just the elders, the whole entire body. Right. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Uh, it, like Dave said, you know, the eye can't say to the ear, we have no need of you. I mean, it's like trying to pick up a cup without your thumb. You, you can't do it. And so, but when you're there... Our joy is just so complete uh, with you. And and so when we say we miss you, we are definitely not uh, desiring to heap guilt or any friend, accountability partner, you know, a college lead team, a deacon. Like when we make these phone calls and, and, and desire to have you with us, we are not saying, I can't believe you. We're saying we're incomplete without you. We love you and miss you. Yeah, and we want your joy. Mm. We want you to have Amen. the joy that God has called us to, right? So I think that when we don't gather with the saints, we're, we're, let, we're missing out, right? And we're not able to experience the full joy. And our body is less, mm. right? You know, we all know that there's times in our lives, um, Grant, you're, you're now over 40, so you can mm. experience this, right? There's times in our life. Um, when we don't feel 100%, right? You know, so if if uh, if I pull my, um, my my hamstring, right, I am not 100%, right? I am 80%. I am not enjoying life as much, and that's kind of like what happens when people don't come to the gathering, right? We're not we're not invested in one another. It's kind of like a church with a pulled hamstring, right? We we are not at 100%, right? Therefore, we don't have full joy. So I think all of us, if we understand that all of us, if God's called to be part of the body and you made that commitment to covenant together, well, then God in his kindness has given you as a gift to the church. And God wants you to use your gifts to, to build the body of Christ. And when you don't use them and just by being even in your presence, the body is hurt, right? Um, so we want you here for the church's joy and for your joy, because we all know that when we are walking in our gifting, when we are using um, our strengths and our talents for the betterment of others, we feel a whole lot better and we have a whole lot more joy in life because of it. So uh, I strongly encourage those who are just listening to just, you know, hey, we love you. 
um, and be joyful. And this is just the message of the body too. I know that many of you who are coming every single week, you you are um, you want them back too, right? So like maybe this is just a, a corporate plea that all of us could be reaching out and trying to draw people back to uh, the gathering of the saints uh, for the good of the, the church and the glory of, of the Lord. Um, and of course. In essence, the reason why we do this is because God wants a face-to-face -face life with us, right? So talk about this, the hope of the face-to-face -face life is that uh, God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he sent Jesus. He became a man, taking the very form of a servant, be made in human likeness, so that we could know Christ, right? The incarnation in itself is God's, um, you know, uh, desire and uh, saying, listen, we, uh, God wants us to be with him, right? Jesus came, the righteous for the unrighteous to bring us to God so that we would have a personal relationship, right? So in the Garden of Eden, man walked with the Lord in the cool of the day. Sin happened. What did man do? They hid. They hid their face from God, right? And God doesn't want us to hide his, our face from him. He wants us to have a face-to-face -face relationship. Um, so I think that there's a there's that element, especially in that honor-shame culture, when we look at someone in the face, there's honor and there's joy. Um, there's no shame. And I think that um, that's what we want. Um, that's what God wants with us. Yeah. And and I think I think as as we see that, it it helps us to not compartmentalize our lives and to put God in specific boxes because we're being the same person no matter where we are because we are intentionally face to face. We're not being uh, you know an uh, an internet bully or we're not being a you know, kind person here and a mean person when we get road rage in the car. And it just helps us to be uh, so holistic. Uh, a young man uh, I was speaking to yesterday, uh, to fight sin, being in community, it, it attacks when, when you're alone. Flee. Yeah. Come be with the body. Uh, allow us to carry uh, those burdens with you and so fulfill the law of Christ. Amen. Amen. Um, well, uh, yesterday was a sweet day mm -hmm. in the life of the church. And, you know, we pray that we'd have many more times of it. Um, any other things that you think that you'd want to add to that we haven't really discussed or maybe could, could be brought out from the idea of the message yesterday? Yeah. Um, just even that last verse 13, uh, children of your elect sister greet you and knowing guys that we're not just, a part of the body here at Park Baptist Church, but we are a part uh, of the big church universally uh, from the saints like John who are writing this because it is the same spirit. Uh, we are fighting for the same cause. We uh, can receive the same persecution and, and we are a part of a lineage of Jesus Christ that does not need to be taken for granted. And I just love the, the beauty of that, that uh, my sister, like that you prayed for this morning, whether it was in Mongolia or whether it was here in town, yeah. uh, but just such a beautiful picture of us fighting uh, for righteousness together as one. Yeah, you know, and, I, and I, if I had more time, right, it's a challenge when you're doing uh, uh, the translation. You have a li much limited time, so... Uh, I had about four pages less than I, had, than I was able to say um, uh, in my sermon. But, you know, my heart is, and our, I think our heart as a, as a church is is to have the, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ thrive, right? Not just us and 
We're, of course, we're planning Pioneer, and we're sending mem members from our church there. Praise God for that. Excited what the Lord's doing there. Um, you know, this Sunday morning, I received three separate text messages, unexpected text messages from pastors in our area, uh, one not in our area, uh, to pray for me. I'm praying for you and your church gatherings this morning. Praise the Lord for that. Um, this morning, I, I had contact with five different pastors already, right? It's 10 o'clock, right? Five different pastors already about possible partnerships and working together, right? That's exciting. This is one of the, the beautiful things, being part of the Pillar Network and working with other like-minded churches who want to use their resources for the betterment of others, serve churches, and have healthy expressions of the gospel. Um, so uh, there was, it was very true. Cooperation was alive and well in John's day. Uh, it's alive and well in our day. And I pray that we would always be uh, rejoicing when God grows and gives uh, favor to any church, um, not just our own. So uh, let's close this in, in prayer. Uh, Father, we love you. We thank you so much for the great privilege to gather in your name um, and just discuss what you have, we're doing. We do pray, God, that you and your kindness would, would continue to grow the face-to-face -face life uh, in the people of Park Baptist Church, that we would truly value community and that you'd give us insight and wisdom and revelation, all the different ways you bless us in living in community with one another. Uh, God, we pray that you and your kindness would just be with us. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen.